0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to the Dirty Birds of Brews podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic Kevin, here to bring you our Falcons versus Panthers Week 15 game preview show. We've got an uh, interesting matchup here where this game is... Previously, it was, you know, important... <laughs> Now it's critical if you're in the boat of fans that want the Falcons to win the NFC South and make the playoffs, which is absolutely legitimate and we should probably expect them to do so. But, you know, considering what they've done thus far, definitely far from a certainty and they're no longer favored to make the playoffs. That would be the Bucks that are the favorite now in the NFC South. So what a what a long, strange season it has been. But before we can really get into any serious playoff conversations, the Falcons have to win this Panthers game because if they don't, they are pretty much dead in the water. They will lose their grip on their tiebreakers uh, with their very nice divisional record and things like that. And like you lose to a 1-12 Panthers team, no one's going to be expecting you to do anything else for the rest of the season. And I personally would find that to be pretty inexcusable for this coaching staff, which apparently is safe, quote unquote, barring a late season collapse. The loss to the Panthers doesn't qualify as a late season collapse at this point. No offense to Panthers fans, obviously. But Uh, you can't have that. They got to win this game to even be taken seriously. So that'll be the topic of today's episode, how these two teams have changed, how these two teams match up going into week 15. And we just got four games left guys. So, We're going to see how these two teams change and and stack up going into this one. Before we get to it, though, I want to bring you a quick word from our sponsor. First of all, betonline.ag. Folks, all the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. BetOnline remains your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. So head to that website today, BetOnline.ag, to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code, believe that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, guys, it's all the major sports. It's all the smaller sports. They've got, I believe, even esports stuff on there. There's a lot to get to, a lot you can bet on at BetOnline. And if you're considering it, again, remember to use our promo code Believe BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit, guys. BetOnline, where the game starts. And going to bring you a real quick word from our other sponsor today, Prize Picks. Let's get a look at this week's Prize Picks. An interesting one, because PricePix is also launching a new feature this week uh, that I'm excited to talk about. Uh, That's pretty fun, I think. Um, So first of all, we'll talk about the players we're picking. I'm no longer trusting any of the Falcons' passing game outside of P. Sean Robinson receiving yards, which has been kind of our go-to. And this week it's still under 20 and i understand why right the panthers actually pretty good against the pass and it's going to be a slop sloppy rainy day but what does that mean probably a lot of short passes a lot of dump offs and that's kind of Bijan's specialty in this offense 19 and a half receiving yards i think he can do better than that so we're going more than on that one and then for my non falcons player i'm not betting anything on the panthers i'm not going to pick any panthers players i know better than that so we're going to go with one of my fantasy heroes this season, Cortland Sutton going up against Detroit. Uh, the number there, 55 and a half receiving yards. I think he can do better than that. I think that's going to be a high scoring game where the Broncos are going to have to chuck that ball down the field. And we know Cortland Sutton, he's not just their number one receiver. He's also their deep threat. So that could be a, a one big play and some dump offs uh, for Cortland Sutton. And I, I think for him, he's bested that number. I think every week, each of the past four or five weeks. Um, so I, I if I'm going with one person in the Broncos pass game, it's Cortland Sutton. Not a huge volume receiver, but I think that's part of the reason this number is such in such a good place is because he's not like a premium guy like a, a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase where this number is going to be in the 80s, and it's like, well, he's got to have a good game where you're not getting it. Um, this is a pretty reachable number for Cortland Sutton. And we know the Lions give up a lot of passing yards. That's kind of been their Achilles heel this year, so we're going with that. And then one of these new ones here. So now prize picks is doing something they call it uh i think it's ghouls and goblins right or something like that um so they've got uh these these red ones that are considered to be more difficult uh picks and you actually get a bonus multiplier on those picks if you take those they've also got green ones that are an easier version of the pick that i think give you a slightly lower um multiplier but you have you have more control like if you want to make sure you get a win or you want to have a higher chance of getting a win and you don't really mind the payout being a little bit less you could go for the green ones or you could be like me and you just want to go you know let's make this extreme right um and and again the only person i trust in this office is bijan robinson he scored a touchdown i think in what four of the last five games and this is going to be a sloppy game where they're probably going to have to run the ball or just toss it to bijan out of the backfield uh I think if if you're putting anything on anyone in this Falcons offense to get a touchdown it's Bijan each and every week um and with this one it's over basically it's basically one rushing or receiving touchdown is all you need to win this pick and it gives you a bonus multiplier. So for this three pack, it would typically be five times, which is pretty good. But if you add one of these red ones in, that goes up to 6.25. So you get a little bit of a bonus for one that I think is probably on the border of being a more difficult pick, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, touchdown scorers is one of the more dicey picks, right? Um, each and every week, but I like this one. Um, so we'll give it a try. We'll try out this new feature. Shout out, of course, to Prize Picks for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate those guys. And guys, if you aren't familiar... Prize Picks is a skill-based daily fantasy game. You pick 2 to 6 players, decide if they will go more or less than their Prize Picks projection, and the more players you pick, the more you can win, all the way up to 25 times your money on any entry. At Prize Picks, you're not competing against other players, it's just you versus the projections. There's also a generous promotion schedule. Make sure you check in on Taco Tuesday and Flex Friday for some uh reduced uh, some reduced picks, some free picks, that sort of stuff. I know they're going to be running a Christmas Uh, promotional square, much like the Christian McCaffrey one from earlier this season, the Dak Prescott one from the season opener this year, where basically it's like, I think if Durant scores like more than half, like more, like he basically scores like a point, then you win that square. It's a free square for you. So look for that. I believe that's going to be going on on Christmas Day. I'll definitely talk about it next week as well um and guys remember it's not just the nfl maybe like i said nba with the kevin durant one obviously mlb when that starts up again nhl pga college football while well, that's still going on they've got pretty much everything out there and guys you can make those entries in 60 seconds or less and they offer fast withdrawals it's that easy all first-time users if you guys are thinking about signing up like it says in the graphics right uh PricePix is offering a 100 deposit match up to 100 dollars just use our promo code dbb That's for Dirty Birds and Brews, obviously. And if you put that in, Price Fix will match you up to that $100. So if you throw in 100, they will match and give you 100. If you put in 50, they will match and give you 50. Just make sure when you sign up to use our promo code DBB, it helps us out. Let us, lets them know where where who sent him? You know who who sent them to it or you know, whatever. I'm I'm not even gonna try to fix that sentence. That was a disaster. But, uh, it's daily fantasy guys, so it is available in Georgia. Notably, I know most of the the viewers of this show are gonna be from Georgia. Obviously, the Falcons, but it's also in 31 other states, Washington D.C. and most of Canada. So check it out, guys. Again, thanks to Prize Picks for sponsoring today's episode. All right, folks, let's dive into this Falcons versus Panthers matchup because. I would say that these two teams have gone in drastically different directions, and, and they still have, but they're not as far apart as I think people think because, I mean, the Panthers are obviously the worst team in the NFL. It's it's pretty bad uh, in, in Carolina right now. They fired their coaching staff in the first year. That very, very rarely happens in the NFL, um, and they've just been getting ravaged by injuries on the interior of their offensive line. But they they are they're they are the the worst team in the NFL right now. You know you look at the the points, 30th in offense, offensive points scored, 31st in defensive points scored. But it's it's not all it's not that simple, particularly on the defensive side. It's very puzzling actually. So we'll get first. will we'll take a look sort of at the Panthers' offense and and what's gone wrong there. And like I said, I think the interior of that offensive line has been absolutely ravaged. I think they're on like their fifth or sixth string uh, guards at this point. And one of those guys, Justin McCray, former Falcon, uh, UCF legend, Justin McCray also, um, he's also hurt. Uh, he got hurt last week. He has not participated in practice over the last two days. So they're probably going to have to bring up a practice squad guy there. Um, and then they're playing Nash Jensen, I believe at the other guard spot. So I, I, I guess it's probably going to be Cade Mays, maybe moving over to left guard or something like that. Um those and and it's been a disaster on the interior there. It's been very bad. Bradley Bozeman's been okay at center, um, especially compared to the guard spot, but it, it's been a real challenge. And then Taylor Moton, I think, is the one guy, right, that you can kind of hang your hat on. But Ike Mekwanu has been very spotty um as a pass blocker, been far below expectation, especially after his fairly strong, you know, 2022 rookie season where he really got a lot better towards the end. Uh that's been a big issue for them. You know, we'll see if the Falcons can actually take advantage of any of that, particularly since it looks like David Onyemata may not play again. He was limited on Wednesday, but was downgraded to DMP on Thursday. That's usually a really bad sign for someone's practice, for for someone's game availability if they get downgraded. Could just be that they were trying to rest him after that Wednesday, but I would not bank on on Onyemata playing in this one. The good news is Lakeo London um, has been practicing fully again, so hopefully he'll be able to come back. And and fill that void, but they are probably going to be down Contavious Street for some time. Um, he is DNP on Wednesday and Thursday as well. So are they even going to be able to force the issue on the interior? They do have Calais Campbell, who basically led the way for them last week with five pressures. So they'll have that. Um, and hopefully they'll be getting Lakeo London back. They do have their kind of rotation of some other guys in there. Uh, Albert Huggins really stepped up last week. Taquan Graham had a, had a pretty good game as well. We know the edge pressure for the Falcons isn't great. Arnold Ibikati kind of their, their guy they can depend on there. Lorenzo Carter has been okay. Dupree has been okay, but they don't really have the impact player there. So I don't know if they'll be able to take advantage of that really, um, but the Panthers are so bad on the interior that you would think that they would be able to get at least something done there. That's kind of been their Achilles heel all year long. Outside of that, the, the passing game for the Panthers, you know, you look at Bryce Young, he is the 37th out of 38th ranked quarterback. He's just not, I mean, everything around him has kind of fallen apart, right? It, it's it been pretty bad, but he hasn't executed at a high level either. I think it's sort of a, a combination of factors, probably much, much like the Falcons situation on offense, but a lot worse in Carolina. Um, So he's not elevating that offense, but the receivers they have aren't exactly doing much outside of Adam Thielen, who's kind of just, they're going to chuck it up to him a bunch and hope that he can make something happen. But more often than not, you know, it's just not going to be enough. Um, DJ shark has been a disappointment. Jonathan Mingo has been a big disappointment. Um, And of course, Hayden Hurst dealing with uh, very serious concussion symptoms. I think they were saying he was having some kind of memory loss. So obviously he's very unlikely to play. Hopefully he can get right. I, we certainly, you know, former Falcon Hayden Hurst gave us a couple good you know gave us a good year here or two um so we're definitely hoping for the best for Hurst but they just don't have much in this passing game um and in fact the, the Panthers have really made it a point to try to just grind grind out things with the run game and to their credit uh that's been going decently well i think Chuba Hubbard is definitely emerged as they're starting running back which is hilarious because I was like wow I can't believe they gave Miles Sanders all that money when Deonta Foreman was better and looks like Chuba Hubbard was better too. So big mistake obviously with that signing. Uh but Chuba Hubbard's coming on, definitely happy for him. He was one of my guys uh coming out of the draft, so so glad that that take is finally paying off years and years later. But um you know they they will try to run the ball as much as they can, um, which is a good thing for the Falcons typically because they do stop the run very well. Um, You know, it lo- it does look like in terms of more injuries that Nate Landman probably going to be back this week. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. So the hope is that he can go, Um, you know, obviously Andre Smith Jr. Filled in just fine last week. Kate Nellis had one of his best games, so they were okay. Um, But they, they, they could definitely use Lambin back, especially if they're going up against a more run heavy approach here by the Panthers and, you know this this Panthers offense it, it is the worst in the NFL it's it's very it's struggling on pretty much all levels. Um, they have had a little bit of success on the ground recently, but with how they're sort of getting beat up, um, that just running for those yards it doesn't really help them win any games. It just sort of helps stop the bleeding a little bit, maybe run a little bit of clock. Um, but really the secret to this offense is to just get get a lead, force them to pass, and and then they're kind of they're kind of done. They they really struggle to move the ball through the air, and the Falcons match up really well. Uh, in the passing game, whether, you know, it does look like um, it does look likely that Jeff Acuda is going to be back this week. Uh, he was full participation on Wednesday and Thursday, so he seems like he's on track to return. But even if it's Clark Phillips, um, who I think some would say is arguably outplayed Jeff Akuta, he's play- outplayed Jeff Acuda in zone, that's for sure. But, it, you know, in terms of Akuda in man and as a run defender, Akuda's is still really good there. So I assume Akuda will come back to his starting position, but the, you know the falcons have a great slot quarter in d alford who can match up well with adam Thielen. they have aj terrell who's going to shut down whichever receiver he's up against uh in carolina and they got jesse bates who may you know maybe he'll have another multiple uh interception day here again the the place to target the falcons secondary is try to get guys matched up in man coverage against richie grant he, he can't do it um you know, and I think the Falcons should probably realize that and not ask him to do it or, or get someone else in there that that can at least do it. You know, I, I think Micah Abernathy, to his credit, um, he can play man coverage. <laughs> so, I, you know, it, it's sad because I love my UCF legend, Richie Grant. And I think in zone, he can make some plays. You know, I, I think he, he has shown some flashes of good stuff from time to time. But um, yeah, he cost the Falcons the game last week with that mistaken coverage. And um, has been making those mistakes every week. So if I was a if I was a, a Panthers fan, I would be going after Richie Grant if I was calling that offense. But much like it seems like in Atlanta, it's a good transition to Atlanta's offense, right? Um, <laughs> there's some questions about the play calling and and going after uh, certain players, right? So um, in terms of the Falcons' offense here, you know it it's not great. We know that pretty average on a good day. <laughs> The run game should be one of the NFL's best. It's not. It's me- it's mediocre. Um they don't really commit to it like they should. And the the offensive line has been banged up last week. Uh it does look like it's going to continue to be without Caleb McGarry this week. Uh Storm Norton's been serviceable as his backup um and and has kept things rolling. This is a tougher test this week certainly. Brian Burns, you know, was out on Wednesday. He did return to practice on in, in a limited capacity. Passity on Thursday, so we'll see if he plays, but he's probably going to whip whoever he goes against, so maybe it doesn't matter too much, right? But, you know, also for the Panthers, Marquise Haynes, who the Falcons didn't have to play last time. He is looking like he's going to play this week. He's been limited, so the Falcons may have to go up against a full-strength Panthers pass rush, which they didn't actually have to do back in week one. Um, Obviously, Derek Brown is amazing. He's probably the only defensive tackle that really gives Lindstrom fits consistently, um, so that's going to be a matchup to watch, obviously. Um, and the Panthers defense as a whole, it's, it's a very puzzling unit because I think you look at the personnel and it's pretty solid. You know, I think Frankie Louvu has been good for them at linebacker. It looks like JC Horn's going to be back. They've got Dante Jackson, who we know is kind of an average starter. Um, and I think they've gotten something out of Troy Hill in that, in that nickel spot, um, in terms of the coverage, and the pass rush is good. I think that defensive line is their strong suit. You know, I think, um, you know, Xavier Woods has has been a plus for them. Obviously, Von Bell probably a little bit disappointing given what they paid him. But, you know, it's it just hasn't really come together in a way that stops people from scoring <laughs> in a strange way. I mean... The, the Panthers defense is 31st in scoring, but they're 4th in yards, uh, which is one of the weirdest splits I've ever seen. And it's not because the offense is turning the ball over at a very high rate. The Panthers offense actually is 13th in turnovers, uh, meaning they're actually above average. They've only turned the ball over 17 times. It's That's, I think, 3 or 4 less than the Falcons have. So it's not that. One thing that is a little weird is the Panthers don't create turnovers on defense. They're 32nd. Now the Falcons probably will help them out in that regard this week, but they uh they typically don't. Um they just don't force a lot of turnovers. They're 32nd in turnovers forced on defense, which is bizarre. But this is not an awful defense. Um they are third in the league in in pass attempts. Um uh, or they're they're third in the league in passing yardage allowed. Some of that obviously has to do with the fact that I think they face like I think it's Maybe like the some of the the lowest passing attempts in the league, just because everyone seems to have a lead against them. Let me check on that. But um, you know it, they're ninth in net yards per attempt, which means they're still a top ten pass defense despite everything. But they just don't seem to keep people out of the end zone. Um, it's pretty tough there. It's it's kind of uh, bizarre to to see, honestly. But yeah, the Panthers face the second lowest number of passing attempts per week. Um, so that's that's part of it in terms of the yardage allowed, but you know, still ninth and net yards per attempt. They're, they're still a top 10 pass defense, but against the run, you, you know, it, they're a little bit below average, right? I think they allow 4.2 yards per carry. They have allowed the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL with 21 again, because teams run so much against them. They faced, I think the fourth, most fifth, most rushing attempts. So this is definitely a, a team that can be run against. And you would think the Falcons, especially in what's going to be a wet, uh, sloppy game, they're going to try to pound the rock as much as they can, uh, particularly if they've got those backup offensive linemen in there against this pa- Panthers pass rush. Um, and to be fair, the pa- the Panthers do have a pretty good secondary. You know, J.C. Horn is going to go up against Drake London more more likely than not. Um, and it's just going to be hard to get too, too much done through the air. So, you know, the Falcons, I expect a lot of running to take advantage of, you know, that while the Panthers, I think, have been pretty good in pass rush, they're a lot of these guys are are not as good against the run. Um, you know, Derek Brown obviously is great at both. I think Marquise Haynes has been pretty good against the run. Obviously, you know what Derek Burns can do. Um, he's solid there. But in terms of their corners outside of like JC Horn, who I think is a really good run defender, um, you know, Dante Jackson, really bad run defender. Troy Hill, his weakness, again, has been the run. Um, you know, I, I think that A lot of the safeties, I think, have been solid there, but you know it it hasn't been great. And then they have they're having to start Deion Jones at linebacker, which Falcons fans are well aware. Deion Jones, he's still a good coverage linebacker, but he's a big liability against the run. Um, So they're probably going to try to to you know take advantage of those matchups, get the ball on the ground as much as they can, and and just run it down the Panthers' throats and try to get out of. Carolina with an ugly win which is kind of all this team is capable of doing so if it all goes to plan that's probably where the Falcons are are looking to take this game and looking to grind out a win and just wait for the Panthers to make a mistake which is probably what most teams do against Atlanta so be interesting to see if they can implement that but you know it this game is is it's hard to get excited about because the Falcons had that opportunity to defeat the, the bucks and use this game to sort of launch themselves into like an unassailable position in the NFC South. They didn't do it. They once again, blew their opportunity. Now they're back to a losing record. I mean, maybe they claw their way back to 500 this week by beating the Panthers, but they're going to have to fight tooth and nail just to kind of tie for the division at the end is what it's looking like. You know, we'll see, you know, we're, we're depending on the bucks to lose at this point, which is never a good position to be in. Um, You know, we'll see what the saints can do. Um, you know, at the end, we'll see how important that is at the end of the season, whether the saints, you know, it looked like the, the, the saints at home are a completely different team. So they do play the giants at home this week. I think they're playing the giants on the road, with that Tommy DeVito magic, you know, maybe they would have a chance to lose that, but don't really see that happening this week. They do have to go on the road next week to the Rams. Um, and then they have to go on the road to face Tampa base. So the saints, if they lose those two games, they're probably done. Uh, assuming the Falcons, Or the Bucs, you know, if the Bucs win that game, the Bucs are probably winning the division, to be honest. But the Bucs don't have the easiest path either because now they have to go to Green Bay uh, this week. That's not an easy game. They then go play Jacksonville at home, which again, you know, Trevor Lawrence is playing. So that becomes a difficult game as well. Um, So again, the Falcons could kind of see this just set up nicely for them, assuming they can take care of their own business. The Falcons win this week. You know, they win one of the next two and then they win. They basically have to win in New Orleans to have a shot. But um, I just don't trust this Falcons team at all. Um, you know, I, I don't see them beating Indianapolis or Chicago. And if they don't do that, then they're probably not having a chance to compete. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how this shakes out. Um, you know, it's been a disappointing season without a doubt. Can they rally and finish strong? You know, can they can they get get it done? Get to a winning record at this point? You know, if they w- if they go three and one, they'll get nine and eight. They'll win the division almost certainly at that point. Um, can they do it? That's the big question. And and I think it, you know that's why it's so weird to see the report that oh, Arthur Smith is safe. You know, barring a collapse. And you know, I would say this this whole season has kind of been a collapse. Give you know six and seven doesn't sound that terrible until you look into this to what it actually means, which is that they face the easiest schedule in the NFL. They are in the easiest division in the NFL, and they haven't been able to get a winning record. Um, that's a big indictment. I would consider that a collapse, you know, that we need to expect more from this team, especially this offense. Um, And it starts this week, you know, it should have started last week with the bucks, uh, but they got to at least get it done this week. And if they don't, I think, you know, they lose this game. Then I think, you know, what else do you need to see to, to call it a late season collapse, losing to the Panthers, right? No offense to any Panthers fans that are watching. I know you guys are going through it. I'm sure you probably agree with me to the, to, to, to the extent uh, that it's been miserable to watch your team. So um yeah we, you know, we got to see the falcons get it together here uh i certainly want them to you know i i would like them to go 4-0 get to 10-7 and make the playoffs give us some hope but right now there's not much hope here because it just seems like every week it's the same thing it's either an ugly win where they just scrape out a couple points uh and and look bad the whole time and just basically come away with a narrow win probably on the back of the defense or they blow it you know they they the offense is asleep for most of the game and then they put it, they, they come up with some miraculous comeback and then put it on the defense who's played like 70 or 80 snaps to make a stop at the end uh, and then blame the defense or, or blame young way or whatever. When it's really the offense just shit in the bed for most of the game that, you know, gifting the opponent 10 points uh, that's putting them in the situation to begin with. So, you know, I'll believe that we can, that this team will play a clean game and actually take control of anything when I see it. And I haven't seen it, at all this season. So, um, you know, Go Falcons, let's let's get it done. You know, let's take care of business this week, keep keep the hopes alive and and keep keep us interested at least for a couple more weeks, but uh we're we're going very close uh we're heading very very quickly towards draft takes, folks. And you know, the draft takes could be equally interesting because the Falcons do lose out. Like I said, there's a lot of opportunity for the Falcons to climb this draft order to get, you know, inside the top 8. Maybe we'll get the 8th pick again, right? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so we'll see, uh, this game will, will change, we'll basically set the trajectory the rest of the way. If they lose this game, we could probably pack it up and talk about, you know, where they're going to be picking. If are they going to be picking in the top eight, top five, whatever. Uh, if they win this game, then, you know, the chances of the making the playoffs are, are still pretty solid. So, um, we'll see what happens, but guys, thanks again for watching today. Thanks again for continuing to hang out in this, another difficult season, right? Um, difficult to watch, difficult to to process. There doesn't seem to be a lot of hope because again, the Falcons, you know, based on reporting, ESPN's Jamie Fowler, the Falcons have more or less said Arthur Smith is safe. Um, so we're not really expecting any major changes, probably going to get a new quarterback, probably going to have some coaching staff shuffles, but will it result in anything meaningful next year? You know, this team got more resources this year, made big improvements on the defensive side. The offense took a giant step back. Um, You know, I, I don't know. Uh, so we got a long way to go until we get to answering that question, but certainly hope they can do it. Again, I have nothing personal against Arthur Smith or Desmond Ritter or anyone. I hope they can make it work. I, I would like them to, I would like them to, to finish strong and, um, you know, never going to advocate for tanking or anything like that. So let's, let's get it done. Just please show me something, anything to hang on to anything to talk positively about, because it's been, it's been hard to do that. Um, I want to do that. We all want. I mean, I think most fans want to. Maybe maybe some don't. I can't speak for everyone, obviously. But, guys, thanks again. I do appreciate you hanging out. Um, we'll be back, of course, for the post game on Sunday. Uh, talking about this one in the afternoon. Then we will have... Might have a slightly different schedule next week because I'm traveling on Wednesday. So I may move the uh, Wednesday show to Thursday. We'll see... Um, to make that make that a little bit easier on me but I'll, I'll keep you guys updated keep an eye out on that but again thanks for tuning in to the dirty birds and Bruce podcast i'm your host kevin i have alcoholic kevin please do like subscribe for watching on youtube leave that five-star review on your podcast platform of choice if you're interested in supporting the channel you can join up with the channel memberships to get early access to videos like this one as well as join up on patreon if you're more of a podcast listener to get those same perks for the podcast and, guys, we really appreciate you. Thanks again, of course, to Bet Online and to Prize Picks for sponsoring today's episode. We will see you guys next time on Dirty Birds and Brews. Have a great day, folks. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.